Hi everyone, welcome to Crime Science. In this podcast, we aim to explore the science of crime and the practical application of the science for loss prevention and asset protection practitioners, as well as other professionals. We would like to thank Bosch for making this episode possible. Take advantage of the advanced video capabilities offered by Bosch to help reduce your shrink risk. Integrate video recordings with point-of-sale data for visual verification of transactions and exception reporting. Use video analytics for immediate notification of important AP-related events, and leverage analytics metadata for fast forensic searches for evidence and to improve merchandising and operations. Learn more about extending your video system beyond simple surveillance in Zones 1-4 through of LPRC's Zones of Influence by visiting Bosch online at BoschSecurity.com. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Crime Science Podcast, Um, and we're really excited to be joined uh, for this episode by Deb Prano, Um, and by the way, it's 8 p.m., uh, U.S. time on a Thursday. So that gives you an idea of the <clears throat> time difference challenges. So we're excited about it. So Deb is the head of loss prevention for Bunnings in Australia and New Zealand. And uh, yes. we're just going to spend a few minutes tonight talking about uh, her team uh, and the Bunnings uh, LP team and uh, what they've been up against um, and, and some of the actions that they're taking um, in, in Oz and in New Zealand uh, particularly in light of the COVID-19. Um, and at the LPRC, uh, we really want to take uh, some extra time or some time, if you will, to reach out and talk to Deb's team, uh, Julian and others, and uh, check in on them. How are they doing? What are they dealing with? What can we do to maybe support uh, our, our community down in, in Australia, New Zealand area? So, um, I'm really excited to have you on to this uh, episode of Crime Science, Deb. Welcome. Thank you, and thank you for having me. It's great. Thank you. And for context, it's 10 a.m. Friday morning here in Australia, yeah. Melbourne. Perfect context. So let's let's talk a little bit about your team. You um, Like here in the U.S., and as, as we talked about before the podcast episode started recording, uh, here we are in Florida, and... Um, we tend to lead the nation sometimes in some of the, the craziest and weirdest things. Um, we have a phenomenon called Florida man. Um, and, and by the way, as a side note, most Florida men are not from Florida, but they might reside here. So um, let's go to you, Deb. And um, what did you first start to hear about COVID-19? What did you and your team uh, uh, tap into? What kind of data? Um, how did you start to prepare and um, respond uh, and, and keep your, your team and others as safe as you could. Yeah, so um, what a phenomenon. Um, and for New Zealand and Australia, uh, particularly in Australia, we had just, uh, or hadn't even really finished, uh, we're coming out of, you know, some of the biggest and most intense bushfires uh, that the country had experienced. So um, fairly anxious uh, country at the time uh, when COVID started evolving. Uh, for us. Uh, and fortunately, uh, for being down under, we have the opportunity to kind of watch things progress and probably have that little bit longer to um, evaluate it and kind of process it and, and you know, put in a plan of attack there. So um, Bunnings uh, is, is a really um, 
well, it's, it's one of the biggest employers in um, Australia and it's a growing brand in New Zealand and pretty significant there too. So probably to give it a little bit of context uh, about the Bunnings business, it's um, a leading retailer in home improvement and lifestyle products uh, in Australia and New Zealand and uh, it's a major supplier of uh project builders and commercial tradespeople in the housing industry. So when um, we had to take a plan for New Zealand being a different market to Australia and obviously be led by the different state governments um, or country governments uh, and their directives. So the plans that we formed um, had to have multiple scenarios for them uh, because the each government actually did take a different approach uh, to COVID. Um, so our business formed a you know business continuity planning group from multiple functions and we did we we kind of planned out what we anticipated might happen and created multiple scenarios uh, and then used every function there to kind of come up with you know how we would best support operations if we went into a partial closure closure would we be considered an essential service uh, and be able to keep trading um, uh, what do you even need to do so a constant daily and I think twice daily catch-ups around um, the new information that was being fed through from the government and, and the health authorities about uh, how to best manage or cope with this um, and we really just kept that direction uh, at the forefront whatever the government uh, and the health authorities were directing is the stance we took uh, really easy um, and Bunnings is a very customer centric um, we've a very strong culture, very people orientated. Um, the care, the genuine care and concern for our team and the safety of our team is a priority, um, as, as it absolutely should be. So it's it's can be quite easy for us to kind of overdo some things to keep people safe. So a um, bit of a balancing and, and I suppose like everybody, uh, we wrote our playbook as we went along and we learnt things and we learnt quickly. Um, but one of the, the great things I think that we did um, that will stick with me for a very, very long time is how our senior leaders really created a lot of open forums um, through, we've got a work a workplace chat like um, the Facebook page, but um, internal one and created a lot of live streams where um, our team could, or, you know, from across the country, from stores, um, could just ask questions um, and throw things out there and talk about what they're anxious about or what they were nervous about or what do I do here. Um, so it was a great forum for communication and a great forum for us to understand what do our team need to know, what are our customers telling our team and, and how do we kind of react to that. So um, lots of plans created. Um, Lots of uh, working as we go. I think the first uh, few weeks and um, probably six weeks into it, there was an enormous amount of um, effort, uh, teamwork, um, hours uh, put in to making sure that uh, we did exactly what we needed to do. So in New Zealand, we they actually went into lockdown, uh, complete lockdown. Um, and over there, the business was considered an essential service for trade only. So we could only transact with, with trade builders who were doing essential services. So there was quite a lot of compliance that needed to go in behind ensuring we were only selling uh, to that uh, category of customer. Um, in Australia, we were able to stay open and we could actually transact to um, 
anybody uh, that came in, but a whole lot of complications kind of came in with that, which everybody else would have experienced as well with the physical distancing, the hygiene, um, went into a phase where we had to restrict some some products, um, control entry exits, um, and we learned that as we went as well. So, uh, so um, yeah, a lot, a lot of things learned um, that became standard pretty quickly. And I think what underpinned all of that was our customer centric, our, our team culture that we had, uh, that is in our DNA to take care of people. Uh, and that was at the forefront. So um, anything that was put into play was, was, is it the right thing to do? And is this, and how do we get that done? You know, it's interesting because, um, a lot of what you said and reflects what research shows and that the experience uh, of many show, and that is if you've already got a healthy culture, whether it's your family, in this case, uh, an organization, an enterprise, a business, um, you're already one step ahead. And particularly if you've already got some good communications uh, uh, pipelines, pathways, um, but if your leadership, the senior leadership understands where it all begins, and that's uh, not only taking care of the customer, but it's taking care of the team members, and they are the ones that will take care of the customers. So let's let's take care of them. Um, that sounds pretty powerful. And from the beginning, that you were already set up, you were, you had the infrastructure, you had the culture, you had the belief, you had uh, those pathways. Absolutely, and I think we just really leveraged that because that was in our DNA. So that's that's how we operate anyway, and it really did. It, it set us up really good um, just to to carry on. Um, not saying it wasn't hard. Um, there was a lot of effort and a, and a lot of stuff to do, uh, and a lot of change to make. But because of that spirit, uh, that is really in our business. Um, I don't want to say it was seamless, but as um, you know, Melbourne's just gone back into a second lockdown. Um, we can pretty much say that that was seamless because we knew what to do, how to do it, how to communicate. That was all learnt from the first time uh, we went through that process. Um, although still acknowledging the anxiety, um, the frustration and the uncertainty that people are feeling. Uh, so we now need to balance that whole just because everybody did it well doesn't mean that they're not feeling something. Yes, yes. Huge points. And um, some of our team know that um, the Deb and, and some of the Bunnings team have been up here, have, have uh, visited the LPRC and the University of Florida, been to our lab. Um, and Deb, just by the way, we've moved that lab, everything in oh. there. Uh, ask Kevin, who our producer is on with us, but um, across the street, we now have four labs in line. And um, oh, wow. But we really enjoyed exchanging ideas and understanding each other. And, uh, but, but it's not just what's different, but there's, it's amazing how many similarities there are to what you're experiencing across the board anyway from a loss prevention standpoint. Um, what, what did you all do um, as far as some of your training to, um, to uh, protect your people, protect your customer, and protect your assets um, and, and build resilience into your team to handle these things, as you said, as you go through initial prep and then lockdown and, um, and then reemerge and then now possibly go back in or are going in in some markets to another lockdown. Yeah, so the, probably um, an, an example I'll give is, uh, you know, probably, so we went into lockdown in, in March, 
um, in April, May, we really started having a look at um, what was happening. Uh, and we could see that, you know, theft was increasing in, in some of our you know, normal products that are always stolen, but the rate of theft um, really did um, get pretty high. So when we looked back at, um, you know, not wanting to add more task uh, onto the store network at all, but just to understand how or what we could do to kind of combat that. Uh, it was really, once we had a look at all of the measures we've got, so at the, we have um, meet and greet team members uh, or gatehouse team members. So in our kind of um, big boxes, We've got lots of big, beautiful entries because normally our customers can come and go as they please. Um, uh, so I think for the Ameri American audience, you'd probably a Home Depot Lowe's type size building with a with a trade yard on one end and a nursery on the other. Um, so we had to control those entries. Uh, the team were physical distancing and really cautious and anxious, obviously, about getting too close to anybody. So our normal checks that we would do in those roles um, did fall away because the team felt they weren't safe to do um, and you could see a trend where people were taking advantage of um, that situation and obviously the changing um, retail environment so those people who were prone to take uh, those opportunities were, were taking them. So we had to really look at that um, and work with the operations team to say, let's come up with a way that we still need to do these activities because uh, it's it's impacting our business uh, and you're becoming, we, well, we were becoming a soft target and particularly in Australia because we were one of the only um, stores open during that period, our, our products, our power tools, um, you know, the security products, uh, the hardware uh, and fixings, items that are usually targeted, um, uh, we, we, we were open, so we were the ones that you would come to to steal those. Um, so how do we help the team feel comfortable to still perform those checks, you know, ask to do bag checks, still check receipts, and how do you do that safely? So we um, worked with the ops team and we came up with a, quite a campaign. Um, again, we utilised the um, communication forums that we've got, uh, which is our workplace, um, and created some short videos and demonstrated how to do those, those tasks again, um, COVID safely. Uh, and also... We overlaid as well, um, we also saw an increase in threatening situations reported. Um, obviously everybody's anxious, not only our team, but the customers that come in and you know, you've got to wait longer and all of those things basically, you know, uh, extrapolate out and, and create some frustration and um, not a great uh, environment for the team to sometimes be in. So, um, when we overlaid the stock loss trends uh, with who is reporting these threatening situations, and we do believe they're probably underreported, uh, we actually identified our top 20% of really high risk or hotspot locations. So other than the general kind of re-coaching and training in the in the videos and you know one pages and, and you know step by step how to do things safely, uh, we also sent in our advising team. Um, sometimes had to be virtual because of course they couldn't do store visits um, or you know there were travel restrictions on uh, or we used the AM, the area manager team to go in and um, 
really talk to that store leadership team, um, give them some really clear um, observations of, of what we can see from their data, but also if we have a look at their store, what, what we can see, a little bit of a dial-in and, and you know, watch the, the entry exits for a little bit and say, okay, yeah, we can absolutely see that there's a bit of a gap there, this team member's uncertain, so, um, and here's how you can help coach your own team. Uh, this is the reasons why you, you need to do that and help them get back on track. So um, we're now in a, in a place now where we um, just refresh and reshare that information about how to still do those tasks that are really important to protect our borders, uh, but how to do them COVID safely. No, fantastic. And um, we enjoyed sharing some of the um, ideas here and ideas from there and uh, with you and your team. And, um, you know, just like having the strong culture, the idea that you all were already using data-driven or evidence-based practice um, has made it such a great uh, partnership and uh, having you part of the community. Um, and, I, and I can remember facilitating uh, the Home Depot to have some communications with you all. Yes. Uh, yes. And, um, and so they were excited to do that. And we work so closely here with Home Depot and Lowe's. And um, in fact, uh, Logan, our team has gone and we've got a lot of new imagery and camera feeds and things set up to do some, uh, some really neat R&D with, with those retailers as well as several others, curbside pickup and improving self-checkout um, ease and um, security. But um, yes. so what, what are some of the other things that you all are thinking about and doing that um, with your team as you continue to grow and <laughs> guide your path? And who knows, uh, we call it up here on uh, radical uncertainty. Um, what are some things, Deb, that you all see as a priority? Well, uh, within the, the focus that we were already, the direction we were already going in, um, I think COVID has amplified um, and we need to move a little bit faster. Uh, and as a business, um, we've been able to do that too. So essentially, um, you know, a hardware retailer um, that sells everything from the front gate to the back fence. Um, you know, people want to come to your shop to kind of find the solution uh, for their product. Um, but COVID is creating a, a new customer experience for our industry, um, a bit more engaged online. Now we we had a plan to always to, to go online and then we had commenced that in Australia and we were starting the planning for New Zealand, and, um, but we had to really expedite that and we delivered it really quick. Uh, so actually by the time New Zealand opened up again, we had an online offer. Uh, we had um, a click and collect, uh, click and deliver standard, but we also created a drive and collect offer to kind of um, create a, another opportunity for contactless. So when your, um, your retail um, business is moving to another way of transacting with its customer, obviously the LP function needs to be completely in step with that because if there is going to be a customer interaction that would have been physical, but now it's virtual, you still need to online have detection and prevention tactics. So um, it broadens your scope, uh, obviously, as an LP function. So that that is a big one for us. Um, and Bunnings will continue to build on that winning offer and um, wants to keep uh, its iterations of its online offer and make it as seamless as possible so the customer journey is seamless. And we need to partner with that um, and make sure that we have the 
the appropriate uh, detection and prevention strategies in place across that platform as well, just like we would in store. Uh, COVID is also um, probably expedited the thinking into our um, the front end of our store and how it's laid out. Uh, and there are quite a few ideas um, and trials going to happen very shortly on how we perhaps um, make that uh, better, um, create a bit more of pay before pickup product for the high theft items, um, consolidate some service locations, uh, all of those kind of things. So again, we're partnering with all of those other functions across the business to make sure that, you know, all the risks are kind of mitigated as we go through and it's well thought through and, and doesn't impact the customer journey either um, and then ORC so that's that's never going to go away and, and as we go into a world where there is an uncertain economic climate um, you know increase in unemployment you know the tendency uh, will be for um, theft to, to, to increase um, and unemployment obviously <laughs> natural human behavior is is that they're probably more likely to want a cheaper product so we'll um, buy stolen goods probably so we really need to disrupt um, that as much as possible so in that space um, we have invested over the years quite a lot uh, in in some tech um, but we really need to build an infrastructure where we can use that data uh, shared intelligence um, across other retailers and with police better um, so that's a key focus for us um, to kind of bring in a, a control center where we can um, really leverage uh, you know, how all the data we're going to have, we're going to be very data rich. Um, uh, but at this stage, I think we can we can use all of that information so much better to create more informed and considered uh, actions and strategies going forward. No, and again, the parallels are amazing. And um, as you probably well know, that's a, that is a priority here. And um, and I, I, I'd like to get a perspective on uh, in New Zealand and Australia um, if it's similar, but here really for my whole career, retailers uh, in the LP, AP field tend to be very open and share uh, and, and really enjoy collectively working on whatever issue, whether it's organized retail crime or in this case, um, we had all the, we had five calls uh, different weeks in a row called cluster calls. And we had, because we've got, you know, 65, 70 retail chains um, to share. And it was amazing the detail uh, about the problems during COVID-19 and then during our civil unrest period where there was a lot of looting, um, incredible amount of detail, tapping their data such as it is. I mean, we, we find out during these times, we are not collecting this or we're not collecting enough or we're not coding it mm -hmm. so we can actually use it. Um, but is it somewhat similar where um, you may not have a lot of cooperation with retailers and supply chain or operations in the same way that you do in LP? Uh, I think it's getting there. Um, and I think the more you're willing to share, the more that will get shared back. Um, with Bunnings, we're we're fortunate to be part of a, a bigger corporate called West Farmers and West Farmers does own uh, quite a few other retailers. So within a secure group, it's a bit of a privilege, I suppose, um, you know, the retailers like Target and Kmart and Officeworks, which is a big um, stationery supplier. Uh, over here, we we have forums um, within um, 
all of the different groups already where um, we're full sharers. Um, and we're talking about the team safety part and um, you know, this is another stream that comes under the uh, loss prevention uh, umbrella now that probably wasn't traditionally there. Um, team safety as far as um, when a situation is threatening uh, or confronting, um, how do we best prepare our team to identify those signals? So, you know, uh, number one, you know, the objective is not for it to escalate, but then if something does escalate, how do you de-escalate it? Um, with least impact on the team member as possible. So, you know, we pay a part in that because the physical security of the buildings is, is part of our scope. Um, and we hold, I suppose, the expertise or the knowledge about, um, you know, how to, how to manage people who, whose behaviour is a little bit dysfunctional. Uh, so those, we're actually working with the whole West Farmers divisions um, on a collective strategy and the sharing of ideas is, is priceless. So, um, and, and that's something like uh, the role that I'm in now across uh, as head of LP across Australia and New Zealand is, is a recent one. So I've been in this role for six months. I was before in the New Zealand business um, for nearly 15 years. Um, so coming across here, I'm establishing my networks now um, and yeah, that is absolutely my goal. I just see the shared intelligence as being key to really disrupting ORC uh, and doing our part to create safer communities. Excellent. I, that's um, and, and like you say, it's, it is a built-in advantage. Um, you're a little blessed there uh, being part of West Farmers. Um, let me ask you also, AI, computer vision, um, mm -hmm. We're now there's been a big move here in, in all areas. And I thought you had a you had a great comment and it's one you hear in North America quite a bit. And that is COVID-19 has, has sort of pushed uh, and escalated and forced the hand of innovation to rapidly move forward. Mm. And um, whether it's how we do meetings to uh, how we serve our customers and keep our people safe or um, but AI and computer vision has been a, a big thing here. And I've just uh, working with uh, computer science and engineering colleagues at the University of Florida. We've secured one grant, um, and then we just got another grant from the National Science Foundation. Um, but we've had some new members. We've had Malong and uh, Everseen and Sensormatic, who have been here in Bosch, and then now NVIDIA, uh, who is our largest, um, our most capitalized, I guess, chip maker in the United States, but the biggest provider of uh, GPUs and other technology for and software platforms for AI development and they've come in and, and provided tens of millions of dollars of new technology to the University of Florida and then on the smaller side to the LPRC they're supporting us with some new technology and and some support. How is AI starting to play a little bit of, or a lot of a role uh, or is that still coming? What What is sort of your view right now Deb as far as from a loss prevention standpoint? Uh, I think uh, it absolutely uh, is a priority. Uh, and it is part of uh, the infrastructure, I think, and the team structure needs to be set up well first, and then we add that in. Um, uh, and it will be useful, so useful to leverage the existing assets that we've already got. So we have a small portion of um, AI in our business. Um, I absolutely want to grow that, and, it, and it's on the uh, trajectory. Uh, uh, and I need to work out a way or all the funding models that we put in. So, you know, the economic climate we're going to go into, we need to build a business that's going to be successful in the long term. Um, 
uh, there's investment needed in all of these things. So we really need to understand that return on investment and, and longer term. Um, and I suppose in LP what we've done in the past a little bit is have, have a few bolt-ons. Um, and if they don't connect well, then we don't get the full benefit out of them. So um, I'm very big on making sure that things are very efficient um, and integrated uh, and, and don't want to kind of like pop a, pop a piece on. And it's going to be even harder to do um, given, um, you know, the cost of doing business will be driven down so much because the um, economic climate is so uncertain going forward. Uh, so even though we may have experienced, um, you know, really good sales growth recently, you know, the, the idea is people have been at home or locked away. Um, they've been able to not go on holiday, so the spend may have gone on the home. Um, and maybe that's been brought forward a little bit. So with so much uncertainty, um, an LP function really needs to make sure that any investment it makes um, is the right one. Um, in any tech, you know, it evolves so quickly. Uh, so what we are planning to do right now, sorry, it took a while to get there, but what we are doing right now is working with other functions that also want um, AI in some form or another. The other thing we need to do, um, not just from a, a theft perspective, but is to reduce tasks in our stores. Uh, to drive profitable businesses, we need our teams to be freed up to serve as much as possible and create that amazing customer experience to keep the customer coming back. So whatever task we can take away from the store team is, is required as well. So I'm really interested in technologies um, and uh, tools that can really help take away tasks from you know the store leadership team because we don't have uh, LP team members in every store. We do rely on our operations team to do a lot. Um, so what piece of tech or tool is going to work for our safety team, work for our internal audit team, work for LP, uh, work for operations and what they need to know, the supply chain replenishment, you know, across the board uh, and not just us. So we have actually kicked off a uh, project um, in Oz uh, that is integrated across um, all of those functions that all require something. And yeah, we're looking at tools that can help service all of us. I love it. It's a total enterprise effort and um, everybody is mutually supportive, but toward that, that end goal. And, and that's amazing. Like you said, customer experience, and that's what's going to drive uh, job security and that's what yes. drives uh, everything. So, um, you know, I love that and, and rest assured any and everything that you all would need as part of the LPRC community, please let us know. And um, we'll be standing up um, a, a page, a landing page, if you will, on our website and in our knowledge center that will um, sort of articulate to our members in the community what, what AI initiatives are underway and planned. Um, and we can go into more detail later with you and your team and, right. um, and share ideas and experiences. And, you know, by working with so many dozens and dozens of retailers and with three or four dozen, you all saw when you were here that we can work in so many different formats um, of types of stores. We can get really strong learning loops and then feed that information and back and forth. So. I'm yeah, excited about it and, uh, and, and the way you and the team and, and uh, Bunnings and, and your team work and think about, you know, we're looking at these things holistically and you know, we tell the green and red shoppers mm -hmm. story. The green is who we want her to come to our stores, have amazing experience and outcomes and then wants to come back and the red shoppers, the opposite. So, mm -hmm. uh, but they're intertwined and, and uh, LP is there to support um, both and we're repelling the red 
the red guy to enable and um, provide confidence to her that, hey, this is a great place to shop or a great place to work. So, yes, great. exactly. Exactly. That's yeah. the goal. Any, anything I'm not that I should ask you about uh, you, the, your team, uh, the business, uh, Oz in New Zealand? Oh, what a big question. <laughs> um, I think for uh, us, uh, you know, um, down under, it is now um, in a position where we just keep making sure that we um, help our business uh, continue to drive our winning offer um, and it's customer focused um, and it's team focused um, and there's always the element of um making sure that we, we we don't just do things in LP to reduce stock loss. That's just a result. It's not the purpose uh, of, of what we do. So, um, yeah, the, uh, my team and I are really, really focused on um, making sure that uh, our thoughts are really aligned with the business and where the business wants to go and we really put the support into what a support function is um, and, and drive some outcomes and help the business support that and across all channels so um, yeah the the customer experience is is going through its biggest change it's gone through in the last 20 years um, so I'm really excited about that level of change um, and if you're looking for the positives out of COVID um, it is that it has provided us the opportunity to really reframe and and rethink and re-image um, and uh, really check in and I think for Bunnings we've been able to check in and go gosh our um our culture our team spirit um the way we behave and the way that we really do focus on doing the right thing it's true um and it, it's priceless like, like you mentioned earlier it, you know by having that already uh in our blood and in our dna it has just afforded us the opportunity to to stay strong um and to show the community um that we really are a trusted brand um and they can can continue to trust us Excellent, Deb. And, um, and I, I want to remind you and your team also that uh, this is maybe an opportune year as far as LPRC impact and you all being able to participate since it will be mm -hmm. virtual. Um, and uh, we made that decision back in April um, and have worked uh, long and hard on the 12 uh, sessions and then Kevin working on the platform and delivery. So whether it's live, which is not necessarily uh, practical for you, but uh, recorded. So maybe there's going to be some more and more opportunity through our app and all the knowledge center, the learning modules that are being uh, stood up and activated online. And then now with the impact conference, maybe that's a, there may be some training tools and some components that you could put into training that you all do if uh, something made sense. So I just wanted to put that out and make sure thank that you, you. Felt, thank you yes leverage yeah, that. that's that's great I will I will be there and um it is great like a um I really appreciate the LPRC and the the um resources that are available um and we, we have actually recently we've come up against uh, um you know we've just got to the end of our our ideas on a particular problem that we've had um you know and I did say to the team I said go to the LPRC now, if we're exhausted our thought pattern, you know, let's use this resource and, and you were brilliant. Your team is brilliant. So thank you very much for that. 
we really enjoyed the the interaction um, with your team. And so I just want to wish uh, you and your team and your family the best. Stay safe. And uh, thank you very much for coming on Crime Science and sharing um, your experiences, the, your thought process, your priorities, um, what you're doing, and how much you and and your your team care about your people, your customers, and um, and what you're doing down there. And uh, we're always here for you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And um, the same straight back at you. Please stay safe. Thanks you. Thanks so much. So that's uh, we want to we want to thank Deb. Deb Perano, uh, the head of uh, LP, Loss Prevention for Bunnings, uh, Australia, New Zealand, for joining us today. And thank you for joining us on another episode of Crime Science, the podcast. Please stay safe. Thanks for listening to the Crime Science Podcast presented by the Loss Prevention Research Council and sponsored by Bosch Security. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can find more Crime Science episodes and valuable information at lpresearch.org. The content provided in the Crime Science Podcast is for informational purposes only and is not a substitute for legal, financial, or other advice. Views expressed by guests of the Crime Science Podcast are those of the authors and do not reflect the opinions or positions of the Loss Prevention Research Council.